Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 176 of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson. And this is Mark Vila. And today we're here to talk about how to design a promotion or a sale for your business. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's something that isn't talked about that much. You can tell because this is episode 176. And I think it's the first time that we've talked about this. Yeah, it's not. It's well, it is. It's one of those things where it seems simple enough that you just do it. Right. That, um, and because we see promotions and sales all the time, right? How do you go on to get customers into your store? You uh, tell them that uh, Coca Cola is buy one, get one free, and then people right. will come in. And, you know, um, it's, it's also part of, you know, it's more part of like we talk about, um, you know, how to write a good email marketing, you know, how to do good email marketing, and there's promos in that, how to do Facebook marketing or Facebook ads, and there's, you know, it's basically a promo in that. So it's really normally we talk about it as a subset um, of marketing when really we should give it the attention it deserves. It does deserve some attention. And I'll say that um, some businesses thrive off of promotions because of um, where they're located or who their customer base is or how people expect to shop for yep. those items. And other businesses really don't benefit from from promotions and it's not necessarily a good use of their time but in your business out there it's definitely worth the effort if you're trying to grow to your business to give promotions a shot to give sales a shot and see if you can benefit from this with your market and actually have a good example i thought of with that okay maybe i'm sure you know this story does it have does it have to do with a biker bar I'll let you find out as I tell. It, okay. <laughs> so, um, uh, I don't remember names, so you can just forgive me. This was a while back and this is uh, something that came to memory while we were, uh, uh, starting the show, but, uh, JC Penny had a new, uh, either uh, CEO or business development executive of sorts. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. A guy from Apple went to JC yes. Penny. They thought they were going to save it. And they went to JCPenney and uh, the big thing they were going to do is just advertise good prices everywhere that you can walk into <clears> JCPenney and you'll, and just everything is the price that it is. And it's a good price. Yeah. And it probably was a good price. You know, I bet <clears> they had polos for like 12 bucks, you know? Yeah. Um, but the problem was, is that they were located in malls and the brand of shopping in malls and the competition around them is you go into a mall and there's a bunch of expensive stuff. And then there's sales sections that are 50% off and people feel really good that they're getting this $25 shirt or their shirt for $25. It's normally 50, mm-hmm. but the whole secret is, is that almost nobody is buying them when they're 50, right? Everyone's buying them when they're half off. So that sale and promo business thrived in malls. And, um, and it didn't work for JCPenney and they went back and I think, I mean, they are still in business. I don't know how they're doing. They are, but that guy's not in charge anymore. I don't think he's in charge anymore, but the, the thing that's an example of, of, uh, of promotions, not 
not working and working for certain businesses. Yeah. And I, I like your comment about, you know, the, basically, if you go into, you're trained to look for sales in malls, you know, right. so, so when you're in a mall, if you are not going, it's like, um, if you are familiar, it's got to be 15 or 20 years ago now with the Saturn brand of cars. Yes. They were the first ones to come out with just like, it's a no negotiations. It's just one price. And they didn't do that well because people have been conditioned to go in and negotiate a price on a car. Right. And, and, even and though it says one price in their advertising, they really, no one believed them. Nobody believed them. And, and it took a company like CarMax to disrupt the, the, the market and really promote that idea yeah. and push it and, and, and work on promoting the idea. And then CarMax quickly became a leader in the used car market by offering uh, a fair price per se, you know, um, and uh, non-negotiating and changing the way you buy cars. I believe that maybe even is their slogan. I, I, you know what? I think that one of the reasons that CarMax was so successful is because they're, they, even though they didn't run um, discounts on their cars, they still had tons of promotional material that came out. You know, they still did a lot of advertising and they did a lot of, they did flyers and postcards and they did some TV stuff. They did radio stuff. So they were using promotions without applying the discount. As a matter of fact, they were promoting the idea that they're not giving discounts. Like this right. is the best price. So, which which I think is uh, probably a distinction we should make make from the beginning here is that you can talk about a promotion of something where you're specifically going to discuss a particular product that you would like customers to buy or inquire about. And then you could have a sale of something where uh, the, the item or that you're promoting is discounted to some degree or, yes. the, or the sale is discounted. So as we talk about this, we'll probably bounce back and forth. So we'll, we'll do our best to make sure we say words like sale or promotion to help uh, discuss some of those things. But it is a really good, really good point is uh, they promoted an idea uh, at CarMax that it was a one, one price place. You know, um, and and conversely, how um, you know, with the JC Penny example, was they they weren't promoting sale sale items like Macy's were, and Macy's was was continually beating them in the malls because they right. were promoting the sale. So, so let's just go into how to create or design a promo or a sale, and then at the end of this, we're going to talk about measuring your success. And to see if you should kind of repeat and do the same thing, or if you should try something different or, uh, or how it works for you. I do want to want to stop and, and put in a very important kind of definition here for all the Gen Zers. A mall is a place where they used to keep all the stores. It's like one <laughs> building that they put all the stores in. There you go. That, that's it. Now it's a place where they have farmers markets and car shows. <laughs> That's right. And, and disappointment frequently. <laughs> disappointment. A lot of disappointment. <laughs> I went and I hung out at the mall. Um, I told you about how my daughter had a birthday party. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it wasn't too close to my house. So I just decided to, to um, I just went to the mall and I went to the bookstore. Yeah. In real life, not Amazon. Right. It was you fun. You can like pick up books a, and look at uh, them. Yeah. Had a lot of fun. I bought a coffee. Oh, nice. Yeah, not a book. I ended up buying the book off Amazon because it was like 30% cheaper. 
<laughs> okay, this I is more bad. fodder for what we're talking about. I felt bad about doing it, but I was like, I'm not going to pay thirty something dollars for this book when I can get it for nineteen ninety nine on Amazon. Hey, like, they I made more. They it. made more on the coffee. They made more. But yeah, on the coffee. but they I did, did buy yeah. a coffee. No snacks though. I was trying to avoid the sugar. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Um, so um, I think visits. like all these conversations, actually, like JC Penney's and, and CarMax and Saturn and all that stuff um, really uh, are examples of companies that did or did not really know their audience based on what happened in the end. Right. So um, one of the first things that you have to figure out when you're looking at your business in general, but in specific, when you're looking at what you want to. Um, what you want to sell or put on promotion is who are you going to sell it to? I mean, if you haven't figured out um, who your audience yet is yet, then you should pause for a second and work out, you know, kind of who are you talking to? Because when you create a promotion or you, or you create a sale, that's the fundamental question. Like I'm not going to, Hey, BOGO on onesies, and you know you're you're doing it at a uh, you know at a convention of people that don't have children, right? Right. That's that's a really and we've talked about it in plenty of other examples before. Um, I think even an episode or two ago we were talking about um, how you we even mentioned some sales and promotions and some upsells, and we yeah. were talking about that if your customer base was um, like people who ride motorcycles, you know, offering a free hat very well could be a good promotion for them, right? right. Because it's, it's you, you often see people wear motorcycles, wear a hat. Why? Because your hair gets really messed up while you're on a motorcycle. Yeah. And good you can one. cover it. Um, compared to offering them a 10% off coupon might not be something that that type of person's really that interested in. It. They're not going to be as excited about carrying the coupon to bring to you later as they may be to get a free hat with uh, their logo on it or something. Yeah, that's good. So, Got to know your audience. You knowing your audience. So we could talk about what we could talk about here is def, you know, a little bit about how do you define your audience, and then we'll come up with a couple examples, and we can carry those examples out throughout this promotional idea process. Okay, that sounds good. Um, so. Just to kind of start on that in the first place in regards to coming up with your audience or your avatar, or it's a vision of, of a sample ideal customer that you might have. Uh, so if you could invite one exercise to do would be to say, describe your perfect customer. Mm -hmm. What would they be, right? So um, if my business... Um, if I start thinking about my business, I may say, um, okay, it's a parent with a child in elementary or middle, middle school. Um, mom and dad, either they both have pretty good jobs or maybe just mom or dad work um, and they have a, a higher income job. They live in, an, in a nice community in a single family home. Yep. Um, they have two kids. They both drive pretty reasonable, nice cars, but not, you know, not Lamborghinis, but maybe somewhere between a, a, a Camry and a Lexus range. Okay. Um, and uh, they really care about participating with their children at school and in after school activities and, and daughters in dance and son is in, in Little League. Yeah, you know, I, I love that's my avatar. I, I love how detailed that is. The only thing I would do uh, in addition is I would give them names. Okay. <laughs> you know, I would be like, it's, it's, you know, it's Tom and Tom and Gina. 
Really? It's Eduardo. It's Eduardo and it's Lisa. Eduardo. He goes by Ed. Sometimes Eddie in college, he went by Eddie. I like but he that. decided after college he was just going to go by Ed because he didn't think it was as mature enough. But even his buddies at work still call him Eddie. Yeah. And he, and he wears stupid hats. You know, he wears <laughs> just like nobody will tell him that he's too old to wear these hats. So but but like the, the point is valid is the more yeah. descriptive that you get. And this is just the way I do things. The more that you um, the more that when you create something or you write something that you're talking to a person in a specific situation, mm-hmm. the clearer mm-hmm. everything afterwards gets. Right. So like in Mark Vila's example, you know, I mean, you're talking like, you know, who is your audience there? You know, um, Tom and Gina, you know, have two kids, a 12 year old boy and an eight year old girl, and he plays baseball and she goes ice skating. They drive a Camry and elect, she drives a Lexus SUV. White. She, she identifies as a soccer mom. Yeah. You know, um, they, they watch. It has to be a white Lexus, by the way. Yes, of course. Very it specific. Is. Do they make other colors? <laughs> you know, so, so like, I mean, but you're building this profile and yeah. you start to figure out like, what do those people buy? Right. You know, what, what, you know, how do they, how do they shop for things? Yeah. You know, it's all, it's all good. You yeah. Know, you and, could, and I, yeah, it's important to be, it is important to be detailed on this. And sometimes certain details matter and they don't. So you really have to decide this for you, right? If you are, uh, if you have a, if you live in a particular like Hispanic area and you know that, you know, and and you're involved in the Hispanic community and, and, and yeah. my father was, you know, so he specifically his advert, part of his avatar was Spanish speaking. Yeah. Or, 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 uh, or first or second generation immigrant. Right. So these are things that you can consider in your avatar too. Other times you may say, um, well, the, uh, the race or national origin really doesn't matter for mine as long as they're into motorcycles. Right. Yeah. Or, or it may be like you're, you know, let's say there's, you know, an alternative avatar is going to be somebody in a, you know, in a, in a, a blue collar worker in a small town, you know, okay. maybe there he's a, an electrician's assistant or she is an electrician. She's an electrician's assistant. Her dad was an electrician. Um, she's not married, but she's got one like four-year-old little girl. Um, she is, um, you know, just trying to make ends meet, but occasionally splurges on things for her daughter. Okay. Like that's where she spends her money. Mm-hmm. You know, she drives a crappy truck but her kid has brand new shoes and pretty dresses and, you know, things like that. So, and that's important. And that's important to her. Right. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So, I mean, that's the example you're going for. Yep. So we're doing small town, blue collar worker. And then, and we'll do in like a local parent of an elementary or middle school kids just yep. to shorten those up. And the reason why you do this is when you're, whenever you're thinking of your promotional ideas um, or sales or whatever they are, you're going to say, would um, would Eddie and his wife, I, I've not given her a name. We'll call her Maria. Okay. Would Eddie and Maria, she goes by Mary sometimes. Her grandma called her Mary. So she, you know, it's sentimental for her. Um, so, <laughs> sorry. I apologize. That's okay. Um, Eddie and Mary, um, they, uh, they, would they like this promotion? That's the question you ask is if I showed this to Eddie and Mary, would they like it? Would they want to act on it? Would okay. they call me? Yeah. And that's kind of your, your mental litmus test 
of it works. Now, we all know that not everybody is the same and it's really hard to put somebody into, into one definition, right? But when it, you use that as a test and you say, you know, would this resonate with, with blue collar single mom? You know, yeah. yes, it would. Cause it's got all the features that she would look for fair price. Yeah. It's going to look amazing for her daughter. It's a little bit of a splurge thing, but it's going to make her feel great. You know, all these things, then you know that this is um, a good promotion. So that's kind of why it's important to know who your audience is. Yeah. And, and just to get out of the way, I mean, if you live in a suburb, you share a lot of common characteristics with the people that live in your burb, right? You probably, if you're in a three, two house, everybody in that development lives in a three, two or a four, two, everybody drives for the most part, um, a $30,000 to $50,000 import, right? They, um, they all have probably one or two kids. I mean, you're like, just when you think about your avatar, it would be weird if a single guy lived in a four, two in a suburban neighborhood, right? You're not, you're not talking to that guy because he stands out. Like you're talking to everybody that lives in that neighborhood. And that's what the local parents thing is. And that's what the, uh, you know, the electrician's assistant is, you know, Mm -hmm. they're, they're examples. Yeah, no, I think that's great. So, so the first exercise in this is, is knowing who your audience is picking your audience. And by the way, if this, um, can be more complex over time, meaning that, um, you do have maybe two or three audiences or avatars that you sell to, but remember that there's, there's two things that are going to happen. You're going to have promotions that can span across all of your avatars, which are much more generic. That's going to be, um, Coke is buy one, get one free at the grocery store because such a massive amount of people drink soda. It covers so many different avatars Um, compared to um, they had what would Coke had like a starlight diet Coke, I think was one. And it was in a fancy can and it was and it was a Coke Zero product, I believe. So that's a much lower subset. And the marketing was kind of for that because that's not necessarily for the person who just wants a traditional Coke. Right. So um, that's so, but in, for now we're going to focus on one, your business may have two or three or more different avatars, but you want to kind of think about your promotions with individual avatars. It'll help them be more successful. So, so let's move on to deciding what you're going to promote. And there's a lot of ways to do this. Um, and the first one that comes to mind for some reason for us is always, um, what do we have a lot of inventory of? Mm-hmm. Because I remember, especially in the e-commerce business, Coleman and Company tends to, we release a lot of new products and they're, um, not all of them are terribly successful. So we may end up, you know, buying, um, you know, 500 light blue and green coffee mugs for sublimation mm-hmm. as a terrible example. <laughs> um, and, and they end up not selling very well. So we might yeah. use, we might want to try to sell through. So we put them on sale and we create a promotion for it. Right. And uh, so uh, that's an extremely common one that you see. Um, other, other things are just something you want to sell more of. Yeah. Right. So um, uh, you have a particular hat that you like to make. Um, it, it sews out really well on your embroidery machines. You mm-hmm. get it. You get a really good profit margin on it. 
and you like working with your embroidery machines because you can do a bunch of other stuff. So you've got some hands-on equipment like vinyl and sublimation where you're, you know, you're moving a lot. Yeah. Um, but you've also got your embroidery machine that you hit start and walk away. You'd yeah. like to sell more of those hats for all of those good reasons. Yeah. I love, um, and, I love that's that. something else. Yeah. And it could be, it could also be that it's just super profitable. You know, mm -hmm. like you went through one of our business reviews, um, like we did for 2022 and you looked at the year before and figured out what was, what were the most profitable deals. And maybe it's on, um, you know, left chest logo DTF polos that you sold a bunch of and they're super profitable and they're easy to make. So you want to sell more of those. Yep. That's, that's great. Um, you can also do on new products that you want to test out. Yeah. I like that um, a lot. Yeah. You might see a new product advertised or you know, might have a new piece of equipment that you're working with. And maybe it's the first time you're working with sublimation and you haven't tried selling mugs or tumblers or mouse pads or something like that. Um, or it could be a new style of garment. You know, you just, you, you, you uh, vapor apparel was something that recently came on to the Coleman and company store. Yeah. And so maybe you say, well, um, this UV protection apparel, I think we could probably do pretty well within our market. So that's a, that's a good example of kind of the difference between um, a promotion and something that you just want to promote. Mm -hmm. Like when most people think of a promotion, they think of putting something on sale, you know, or doing something financial where vapor apparel is a, is a great example because it is a premium brand of sublimatable uh, shirts, mm -hmm. et cetera. And uh, it's worth every penny. So we used it in a lot of our videos. When we talk about sublimation, we talk about uh, vapor apparel specifically for a couple of reasons. First of all, it's awesome. It's easy to work with. Um, and it's a good product for us to sell. We don't, we don't promote it as a BOGO, right? Because we want to sell more of it. We just talk about it more and feature it in the things that we do. Yeah. And that's a bit of earlier, right? We we're talking about like promotions versus sales and things like that. So when yep. we, so they're going to re yeah, definitely to re reiterate this concept. Um, when you're deciding what to promote, it may be something that you want to sell at a lower price to bring business in, or it may be something that has particular features like the UV protection apparel, right? It's a little more money, but it's got unique features. It might be something that you can sell really cheap. So you can offer it at a very low price. It might just, it might be very profitable for you. So you just want to, you just want to talk to people about that product more, right? Yeah. You just might want to just promote it more because it's profitable for your business. And of course, you know, the great thing is, is um, if it's all three, yeah, and that's beautiful. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, that's beautiful. But, um, and then there was one more thing that you wrote down here, Mark, um, which is a good one was um, seasonal items that just make sense. Yeah. So, so, you know, if you, um, and I like, I like this for two reasons, not, not that I enjoy doing seasonal promos. I'm famous for not enjoying seasonal promos, but you know, um, if you are, it's two things. If you're trying to get more people's attention to your business, just in general, mm -hmm. and the 4th of July is coming up, if you have related products, it makes sense for you to talk about the 4th of July in any promotions that you do mm -hmm. and use it as an excuse to launch promotions. 
Right. You know, so it's the combination of, hey, we'd like to sell more of these um, dark blue fuzzy bunny ear hats, you know, uh, that we have an in inventory. I bet I can, if I sew an American flag on the front, it can automatically be my 4th of July promotion. Mm-hmm. And then I'm getting some attention on my products in general, and I'm moving something that I've got in inventory. Yep. Yep. And it, uh, we have sublimation flip-flops as an example. Yes. You know, this this is a particularly good time for a business to say, um, summer's coming, get yourself some flip-flops. You can put uh, your dog's face on them. I mean, it's kind of weird, but you could. No, and there's a 100% chance that Hannah and Jess will put their dog's face on sublimatable flip-flops now. <laughs> if um, you've I seen wanna, any of I our wanna, videos, you know yeah. that um, uh, the two uh, marketing gurettes that do our that do most of our videos now, um, they have dogs and they're not shy about putting them on everything. Yeah. So um, flip-flops, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I, think, I, I think that all of this is just great stuff to kind of get back on track because <laughs> I got lost in the dog flip on, on the dog flip-flops. Yeah. I want yeah, to so print promotional type. I have an idea. I want to print that shoe size thing, the metal thing you used as a kid to test your shoe size. Yes. I want to print that on flip-flops. Nice. And just get a really big pair. And then you can measure your kid's foot right with, right with your flip-flops. I'm just saying it's not a That's good a winning idea. idea. But... That's a winning idea. Is there a podiatry day? Is there a, is there some kind of a, a seasonal approach to doing um, huh. shoe I measuring? Don't know, I don't know if podiatry is a seasonal business. I feel like people listening to the podcast right now, right now are fast forwarding. Just as quickly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so the next thing that we're going to talk about is promotional types. Right. So um, we've, we've kind of, um, we've talked about um, who your audience is mm-hmm. and some different ways to decide what you want to promote. Um, now let's talk about the different ways or methods that you might use for to promote those things. Great. I'm going to add a couple things to your list here. So while you get started. Sounds good. I mean, the first one is, is pretty obvious. It's a savings or a discount. And those take the, um, take the place uh, that that's, um, you know, get 10% off. Um, if you come in before five, um, the price was car dealerships are famous for this was twenty nine thousand nine ninety nine. Now twenty nine thousand nine ninety five. You know, it's some kind of a symbolic discount. So savings mm-hmm. or discounts, probably the first and most common type of promotion. Mm-hmm. I think an important thing about savings or discounts. Um, I mean, there's a couple things. I there's a couple things about this. For one. Um, uh, savings or discount uh, usually implies that the customer um, has an understanding of what it should cost, or I don't find that they're as effective. That's good. Right. So um, if you're going to say 10% off and a customer really would not know what this should cost, um, you know, sometimes that's actually good or bad. It depends on how you're displaying it. Um, but it is. Those are those are promotions that um, I I find are particularly effective. But you have to make sure that the customer um, you know understands or believes that it is a good deal. Yeah, or you have to like you have really have to buy into the was is concept. Uh-huh. You know, you have to build the value of what the price was before you discounted it 
just try to see if you can convince people that the higher number is the value. I will say that for all of these, but in particular for this one, uh, man, you have got to know your numbers. If you mm-hmm. don't know what things cost you and what it costs you to make um, and what your overhead is, if you haven't done all that math, don't do any of this. Because what you don't want, and uh, Mark Field and I were talking about Groupon a little bit um, beforehand, is uh, there was a, um, there was basically a tea shop that was open across the street from me for about 90 days. Now they were doomed to failure to begin with because they were a tea shop and this is um, kind of the college bar district. Um, but you know, one of the promotions that they did was, was a Groupon and they did it for like the gift box, you know, of teas that you would give, give people. And um, they didn't do their math. And I talked to the owner, he was losing money hand over fist because a hundred percent of the people came in and just bought that and they were losing 10 bucks a pop. So don't get caught with that. If you don't know how much it costs you to make a shirt or embroider a hat or produce a sublimated tile or you know whatever it is, um, then um, stop and do math and then come back. Yeah, I, I think that's good. Um, I like promotion. Um... Uh, say a savings or discount promotion. I really like that for upsells um, oh, yeah. in our industry. Um, if somebody is looking to complete an order of a bunch of t-shirts or a bunch of mugs, you know, you can say, Hey, by the way, um, I'm doing a promotion sale this month. Uh, if you add on, if you add on embroidered hats, they're actually 10% off. Um, yeah. So, you know, and, and, or whatever the number might be. Um, and I find that that's a good way to upsell is to offer something that you're promoting this month. Um, and especially with the little savings, it's just a nice little thing to be able to add on to the end of that. Cause you could try to upsell to a hat, but you can also say, Hey, by the way, I have a sale going on right now. Any order over $200, you can get hats at 20% off. So yeah, huge savings and everybody loves them, you know? Um, and, and it can be, it can work really well for you for upsells. Yep. Um, it works really well on shipping too. So, you know, if you, um, if you offer somebody, you know, Hey, you get free shipping. If you get your order to 300 bucks, mm-hmm. you know, something like that's another kind of promotion type that allows you to, uh, to do that. Yeah. Um, you had, um, uh, put on like some free upgrades, you know, um, or add-ons, which I think are great too. You know, um, that's, if you, you know, if you spend up to this amount of money, I'll also put the logo on the, on your right arm as well. Yeah. I'll add a second spot to it for free, which is normally we charge $8 for that. So if you're, if you've got a business, which all of you listening to this probably do, where you are expecting your customer to have the potential for coming back and buying more, just keep in mind when you do any of these promotions, you're almost training them to expect this kind of behavior from you in the future. So if you do a lot of discounts, then it's very likely that they'll wait until you advertise a discount before they purchase again. You know, um, like my, uh, like you may be one of these people that only buys a certain item when it goes on sale. Like you won't buy hand soap unless you can get them like five for a dollar from Bed Bath & Beyond or something. So you will literally never pay retail. They've trained their audience to only buy in this way. So, you know, you have to be careful. So that, that goes for the savings or discounts. It goes for the free upgrade as well. But what I like about the free upgrade is you could be training them to buy something else from you. Yeah. 
Uh, and, and the thing is, is that it's not, um, it's not necessarily bad to train folks to do that as long as it's profitable for you and you like yeah. doing the business. And you're doing it on purpose. And you're doing it on purpose. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Hobby Lobby is a place that a lot of people love to shop and they are big on the sale items. They put all the 4th of July stuff out like in the middle of the winter <laughs> at retail and they sell like five right. things. And then they put it all like 30 to 50% off right around this time, or maybe even starting a month ago. And they will sell out of that aisle three weeks before the holiday. Yeah. All those items are profitable at that price. Like they're in business for a long time because they are, and they don't mind that their customers wait for that. And their customers are happy to wait for that. Um, and some people who really, really need the item early or really want to get that picture that there's only three of will pay a bunch of money extra in the beginning. But most of the customers are waiting for that, that for that deal, that coupon, that special. Um, and, and they're perfectly fine with that. And let me tell you, this goes directly to the avatar that you're talking that you're talking mm-hmm. to. I mean, if you are talking to the to the single mom, the electrician's assistant buying stuff for her daughter. You know, maybe if that's a regular market for you, then maybe the discount is the only time she wants to buy. She feels better about buying, more responsible when she buys at a discount. You know, so that could be just a built-in part of your business where if you are, um, if you're talking to that suburban couple that, you know, maybe the discount isn't actually so important. It's just occasionally they want to get a good deal. You know, I mean, you, you can get into the head a little bit of your customers um, by, by keeping that, those avatars in mind. Yep. And you just say, is this, is my avatar going to care about this promotion? Yeah. Will it get them excited? And, and, and sometimes you need to survey people or ask if your avatar is, uh, is the suburban parents, then, uh, it's easy. Do you have friends in your neighborhood, neighbors? Just ask them. Yeah. Would you, Hey, you, like I better? Bus- you know, I have this business. Which one of these three sales or promotions sounds most interesting to you? Just I ask them, see what they have to say. You know, um, there's some other sales and promotion ideas we have in the show notes. So if you go to customapparelstartups.com and you go to episode 176, yep. um, you'll see some more. But yep. um, the last ones that I think to end with are just things that are just promotions and not on sale. And that is uh, something that we mentioned before with like with the vapor apparel, a unique offering or a seasonally hot item or a fashionable item. And this is something that's not on sale, but you're going to promote it for whatever reason it, it might be. It's a brand new thing. It's a really interesting thing. It has a unique property to it that's different than anything else out or, or most stuff out there in the market, you know, things like that. So you can promote, you know, your higher end shirts like the Bella and Canvas as a promotion, right? Yep. That's that's a brand of shirt that a lot of people know. Um, it has a, a semi-retail offering. Um, I had somebody uh, bring me one of those shirts, a mom mm. handed me a shirt and said, hey, do you know those logos that you did that one time? Could you put one on this shirt? I got, I got online yeah. and, and she's like, will it work? And I looked at it and it was a Bella and I said, oh yeah. I said, this is a good brand. We use it. And she's like, one of my favorite shirts whenever I want a plain t-shirt. Yeah. Right. So, so you can offer a brand like that um, to your customers and saying, you know, this month's featured featured item, Bell and Canvas V-neck tees. Not because they're cheap, not because they're on sale, just because you're featuring them because it's a it's an item that might catch some attention. Yeah, and the seasonally hot is is a is a good um, 
is a good approach too. you know, football season is coming up. So maybe, um, maybe if you're doing custom, um, bleacher seats, you know, I mean, you can, you can look at anything that is, that is hot right now, go out in onto Coleman and company, start scrolling through the blanks Mm -hmm. and uh, you'll find, you'll definitely find something that will be appropriate. Yep. Well, good. So now that we've got that done, um, next we're, um, we need to talk about creating your message. Right. So what do you think about that? Do you have anything? Yeah. Just, just that like there are, there are going to be parts to it. Okay. Right. It's just not, um, you know, you've got to think about, you know, you've already figured out what you want to promote. Um, you've got to figure out why someone would want to, would want to make that purchase mm-hmm. and then um, how they're, how you're going to promote it. Okay. Right. Okay. So what, what, why, and how, so if okay. you use, use, for example, and I uh, pilfer this from someone online, if you use a, uh, your promotion is for a restaurant and it's a 50% discount on food or non-alcoholic drinks, you know, for a particular day. So the, what there that you're promoting is a 50% discount. So in the custom apparel, it, it might be a BOGO or a free hat or one of the many things that we talked about. Um, the why is really important because in this case, it's a local restaurant, it's local restaurant support. So why is somebody going to take advantage of this promotion? It could be something altruistic like, hey, we're just trying to boost local businesses. So you could say, hey, support your local t-shirt shop. We're giving a small discount. We really appreciate the business. You know, so the why is because we're small and we want to sell more stuff, right? And then the um, the how would be how do you how do you take advantage of it? You know, uh, eat out, order online. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. And and um, so it gets me thinking in in our industry about that. And with the why, I want to add one more thing to it too. But yep. um, what if we talk about let's say that we're going to talk about the UV protection apparel, right? That's what yep. we're going to. I like that. All right. Now, why? There's two whys, in my opinion. Why do? Why are you going to do it? Why is your customer one? Right. So, why are you going to do it? Because um, you can. You can. Those shirts are particularly profitable for you. The UV protection shirts still have a really high retail value. You can sublimate them or do transfers on them, which is not that expensive to create. So you have a nice profitable product that your customers will like. That's why it's good for you. Why is it good for them? Um, uh, And then you can pitch all the UV properties, right? You can wear a long sleeve shirt and you don't have to wear a sunblock. It's great for kids. It's great for not getting sunburned. It's good for skin cancer, you know, all these things. All right. Uh, And then how are you going to do this? Um, So how are you going to get folks to buy the shirts? And I think we can go into kind of publishing options next on that. Right. Yeah. So, so I just want to break that, go back to our avatars again, when you think about Mm -hmm. this stuff. So, you know, the, uh, the single mom, Mm -hmm. you know, she might be interested in vapor, vapor apparel for herself or some related items for her daughter because um, it's sun protection. You know, they're both really fair skinned and she wants to avoid sunburn and blisters. And she's very concerned about cancer because they are uh, outside constantly. Mm -hmm. So vapor apparel is a good move. Um, Why? Because now's the time. Summer's coming up. So if you want to um, 
get UV protection for outdoor wear, for beach days, for park days, for you and your daughter, you know, for you and your kids, then vapor apparel is a good, a good pick. And now, now's the time to do it. And how do you do that? It's easy. Just um, click this button and order or pick up the phone and I'll talk to you about our special promotion. Okay. Okay. Right. And that's going to be completely different from our suburban couple, Uh because for them, you're going to talk about, Hey, these are the perfect polos to wear when you're playing golf. You know, um, this is a great, you know, why do you want to, why do you want to, I mean, you're going to look great. You can put Mm -hmm. your own company name on the front and, um, and it will save you from getting cancer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if it's for local business, the how might be to come to our store. Yep. It might be to call, you know, call me and mention that you're looking for this uh, or order online if you have an online store. Yep. Right. Okay. Okay. I got that. And then the other part of how I was thinking about was how are you going to let people know this exists? Right. Okay. So I guess there's a how for the customer. How are, how are you going to let them know is your how and uh, their how is, uh, is how, what do they do next to get this? Okay. Yeah. So how are you going to let them know, Mark? Well, I mean, first of all, it's super important to tell them what to do inside the promotion. Okay. You know, it's very important. We do um, a lot of Facebook ads mm-hmm. and, uh, and there's a learn more button on it. So um, the people that, that press the learn more button get to get all their questions answered. Right. So we tell them to press that button. If we just want them to buy something, it's shop now and it goes to Coleman and Company. You know, so um, it's very important that you tell somebody that you want them to come into the store, take advantage of it. You want them to print out and bring the coupon. You want them to click this button online and place your order before Tuesday. You know, you've got to tell them specifically what you want them to do in order to take advantage of it. So, and how you publish it is going to influence that quite a bit. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, if you are going to um, uh, send it out in an email, it's going to be significantly different than if you want to encourage them than if you put up a billboard or you pass out a flyer. Right. 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 So I, I think when it, it's just what the most important thing about publishing or promoting the promotion, uh, getting the getting the word out there um, is just is just understanding your avatar. Where are they going to see it? How are you going to get it out to them? And pro- preferably more than one channel. Right. Right. And what I mean okay. by channel is more than one way. So if you have a small email list, you email it, right? Uh, in the email, you ask for referrals, right? Forward this to someone who might be interested. So you're doing some referral marketing well, uh, as well. Um, you could, if you're doing the kind of suburban parents, you might want to advertise in some sort of a school newsletter or if they have some sort of signage you can put up or, or something like that. Um, and you may want to physically make phone calls to your current customers, right? Uh, so, so if you do it in multiple ways, that's going to ensure your success. And when you have a company like uh, a large company uh, that it like um, Under Armour, when they came out, you know, they got, they grew up, they grew big fast they did ads everywhere. So they were promoting an email. They were promoting on social media. They were promoting on TV commercials. They were promoting in print ads, you know, so you have to find what's the best way to reach your avatar. Yeah. And that's going to be wildly different or potentially. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so you think of a few different ways and some of those are going to be free 
Some of those are going to cost money. You have to determine on what's worth it, right? So if you're uh, if if you can spend a few hundred dollars by putting a getting a sign up that's at the entrance of the uh, father daughter dance at school, that yeah. might be a, a pretty worthwhile promotion for you because you're going to have uh, potentially hundreds of eyes of your exact avatar. You know, parents involved in their kids that go to school, you know, yep. that will be walking right by it might be great to spend money on that. Yeah. Um, further, if you have an email list of all your customers, which hopefully you do, that's relatively free to send an email right. out to all your customers. And you should probably do both if this is your avatar in that example. Yeah, I, I, I like that. There's, there's a lot of different ways to promote it. You should never pick just one. Mm -hmm. um, normally at Coldesi, you'll see, um, we have a video, um, the promotion gets included in a weekly email. You might see it uh, as a Facebook or Instagram ad. You could see something from us on TikTok on the same topic. If we get something that we're interested in selling and we really think it's um, it appeals to you listening right now who are our avatar, then we'll try to put it in front of you every place we can. You know, and I, I think it's important to remember that once you, if you go through this kind of thoughtful process, not, hey, you know, I should put something on sale. What do I have? Mm -hmm. You know, if you go through this thoughtful process, you'll build something that you're excited about and is potentially really profitable, and you'll have it mapped out enough where you can decide what channels that you want to that you want to put it through. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and I think that that overall, we've gotten to a point now where you have created everything from your avatar all the way down to the promotion and how you're going to get it out. Right. Yep. Uh, and then the last step to it is just you need to measure how the promotion works. Yeah. You need to have a plan in place to measure how the promotion works before you launch the promotion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you know what happens is, um, and it happens to us, is that you don't, if you ask someone in, in uh, sales how, you know, how many leads we got last week on embroidery machines, they will come, they will uh, come up with an answer based on their most recent experience, right? They'll have an idea of how busy they are, right? It's your job as a business owner to actually count the number that came in. So it's to take a look at, okay, you've got the sale on vapor apparel with sublimation prints on them and picnic baskets. Then it's your responsibility to go, okay, how many calls did we get based on this ad? How many people filled out a form? How many people um, ordered online? Not, I think it did really well because I remember I talked to this one person that was really excited and they bought two shirts. And that will be your natural tendency if you don't have a plan to track it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, and, and, and uh, it, the tricky part about tracking is it's, you have to, um, if you're advertising the vapor apparel shirts, the suburban parents, and one way to look at it, that, that is the traditional way. And most, and for folks who don't really, um, who aren't in um, deep business thought or aren't in marketing or something like that, will say, well, how many vapor apparel shirts did you sell? And you'd say a little bit more. And then is it, was it worth it? You know, um, no, then I, I guess know. not, yeah. right? But 
the big but is did you make other sales because of this promotion? Right. Did somebody call in and say, I want those UV protection shirts? And they started talking to you. And really, really what they want is embroidered polos when you really get into it, right? right. And you start that conversation. So then they buy 20 embroidered polos. They called you because of your promotion and they came out with something else. Now, if they what they sold, those embroidered polos were profitable and a good sale and you were happy to have done them, then this is still part of the success of that promotion. Right. Even though you didn't sell the promotional item. Now, Correct. And, and there is, there are things like if you're trying to liquidate things in your store, right? And, uh, and you can't liquidate them because they keep calling in to buy other things. Um, it's interesting because, well, you still want to get rid of those things, but you're really happy to take this new business that this promotion is generating. So you know, you it, sound, kind of it sounds like that's what... It sounds like that. That's why I drive by an Oriental rug store going out of business every day, <laughs> and I have for five years. <laughs> it's because they keep trying to go out of business, but people see other things in their store or online, and of course they, you know, they continue to sell. But there are things that you should be keeping track of, and that is how many sales did you generate. Like Mark Vila said, mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. how many sales of the items that were on sale. You should know that. But how how much money did those promotions generate independent of the items that were purchased? Mm -hmm. Does that sound, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think we're pretty close to wrapping this up then. Um, so so let, let's do let's yeah. do a few more measurement things before we do that yes. because I want to make sure that um, you know not only how much money you made, how much you know what how many items you sold, what the revenue was, um, but you also know how much it cost you. Mm -hmm. You know, so you you keep track of okay, I spent five hundred bucks on Facebook and Instagram, and I sold this amount of shirts and I made this much money, and the it made or lost money. Right. right, And okay. then because the, the answer that you're looking for is, was this kind of promotion successful? Should I do it again? Right. Should you do the same one? Uh, and then alternatively, should you do a completely different one or something similar? Uh, so you found that flip flops got a lot of attention in the summertime. So then when the fall comes around, maybe you're going to talk about beanies or beanie caps or scarves. Yeah. Right, because it's a similar promotion uh, for a seasonal item. Um, you may have found that uh, that talking about um, a particular low price item generated the some the higher priced version of that. Because when people came in, they realized, well, yeah, actually, they wanted something because more. of your salesmanship, um, they uh, they they wanted something better, right? So you yeah. so they call in for a free T shirt, and then you upsell to the really nicer shirt. Um, so maybe you, you, maybe you continue that same exact type of promotion, but the item you try to upsell to changes. Yeah. So, and, and uh, it's something that just grows and changes over time. You've got to, if you know the numbers, you'll know which ones work and, and, uh, you can't, the last thing I want to say on that is you just can't give up if the first one doesn't work. Man, I, I was just going to say that like promotions work. Yeah. I just, I just want to say that promotions work. Um, it's one of the main reasons why most people do them. Right. So knowing that promotions work, even if the first two that you try fail, 
you know, keep trying and you'll find one that will be successful. You know, as long as you have all the stuff that we've talked about today in place, you know who you're talking to because the a promotion might fail for a variety of reasons. It could be it was a terrible deal. Could be it wasn't the right product or the right time of year. It could be you weren't talking to your avatar right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you, and the other thing is there's there's a bit of trust in time in all sales and promotion and advertising and marketing of your business. So if you have a brand new business and you're promoting a really good deal or or whether it's a sale or whatever it might be or a featured item, and uh, in the beginning uh, it doesn't really pop off very well or you didn't sell any of them. Uh, but if you've only been in business three months, this is the first time anyone's ever seen you promote something. Yeah, They might not buy that first time. So you do a second one and you do a third one and you continue on the path. And a, a year from now, you may see that the promotions really kick off every season that you launch them because you've been seeding the idea to these people over time that this company has interesting ideas. This company has interesting items. They have yeah. good deals. They always have a good deal on something. Therefore, I'm going to go to them when I need these hat maids because I, I've seen them around enough to know that they're a local business that offers a good product. Yeah. I love that. I, I think that. it's a, what I like about promotions. The last, my last thought is whether it's a sale or not, doesn't matter, is that one of the hardest things to do and the problem that I have in marketing um, is people don't want to communicate or fear communicating to the masses because they don't have anything to say, right? I don't send out, what am I going to email about? What am I going to tell them about, right? So promotions are what you tell them about. And it doesn't have to be a sale. So you pick a product you like a lot. You have your, you, you pick your how and why and all that good stuff. And then you tell people about it. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's a great way to just talk to people about your business because you're going to take a product and dissect all the great stuff about it and include, and, and then share it and say, here, here's one. By the way, I'm going to tell you about another one. I'm going to tell you about another one. I'll tell you about another one. And then, and then it, it generates business over time. I think what we're going to do is we're going to copy this podcast in episode 177. We're just going to change the name um, to things to talk to your customers about. Yeah. Things to talk to your customers about is hard. We know that. We do, we do, we've been dealing with it for years. How do you talk about embroidery, right? Uh, and we always find new and interesting ways to do it, right? And and we have to. And uh, I think that I think that if you go through these steps, and, and if you're intimidated by the idea, you start simple, right? Start like pick your favorite thing and just talk about it on the phone with people that you talk to and in person when you introduce people, right? What do you do for business? I do this. Actually, I've been, I've, I'll just want to run it by you. I've been featuring these new shirts. Um, I'm really excited about it, you know, and just tell them about it. And then yeah, the person awesome. will say, cool. Thanks. And then and you just start doing it until, and then, and, uh, and it's an interesting thing to talk about for your business. And uh, it's one of the best free ways to get going. You know what I mean? I love it. All right. Um, I think that that is plenty for people to digest. This has been Mark Stevenson. And Mark Vila. And Mark Vila, king of the pregnant pause. <laughs> Hope you guys have a great business. 